the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Why, hello there. I'm Lou Gehrig, the luckiest man to be alive. Nope. That's the non-fungible token that you can get from Major League Baseball. The first digital collectible of Lou Gehrig. It's going to be available for bidding on 4th of July. It's going to honor Gehrig's luckiest man speech on July 4th, 1939, when the Iron Man, New York Yankees first baseman, retired. And he went out on the field and said, today, day, 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 I feel, 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 like, 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 like the luckiest, luckiest man, 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 alive, 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 alive. I think everyone's seen that. And now you can preserve it forever. Doesn't that sound kind of like an infomercial that you could, uh, you're watching in the middle of the night? Preserve it forever in a limited time only. Lou Gehrig's I Have a Dream speech. Okay, it wasn't, no, no, okay, you're confusing that, Rob. It's not Lou Gehrig's I Have a Dream. That's Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream. He's the luckiest man speech. Well, you're going to be able to preserve it and make it your own with bidding. And Major League Baseball's in. We've seen the NFL get in. We've seen the NBA get in. I don't know. I think that's the right way to start this week. Happy Memorial Day. It's past. Do you say Happy Memorial Day, even though it's a day of remembrance? Oh, that gets kind of dicey kind of fast, right? And then you say it and you're like, oh, I wish I had a I wish I had a fishing reel to pull that one right back in. Year to date, the Nasdaq's up 6.68%. Good thing it's not 6.66% because I'd say that's the sign of the devil. Damien, the omen. What a movie. That first one scared the bejesus out of me. When the mom's going through a kid's hair and she sees the sign of the devil, 666, I'm like, whoa. We all checked. Me and my four brothers, we checked each other out that night to see if we were the devil. And of course, my brothers told me I had the mark. The S&P 500 is up 12% almost, 11.93% for the year. We're almost halfway done through the year. Not quite, but we're getting there. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 12.8% for the year. Not too shabby. 10-year Treasury still sits under 1.6%. Market's going to hit more headwind when it, it, as it moves to 1718192. More headwind the higher that number goes because it's cheap money. Some people believe the Federal Reserve has created a, a bubble. For the wealthy to borrow money at a cheap rate so they can buy houses and boats and buildings and whatever they want. There's some truth to that. But it also helps a lot of households who have credit card debt and mortgage debt. There's a lot to be said that corporations can borrow money and when they do, they tend to, not always, but they tend to create jobs by building buildings. Not necessarily by doing stock buybacks, but you don't tend to borrow money to do buybacks, but that's off the table for now. World stocks closed out May with their fourth straight month of gains. The U.S. small cap Russell 2000 index 
just posted its longest monthly win streak since 1995. So tonight we're gonna party like it's 1995. So now small caps could say we're gonna party like it's 2021. I know you're saying that's a big winner. You know who's been talking a lot about small caps recently is CFP Chad Burton. I gotta give us a tip the hat here. Ah, I like the Russell 2000, but I don't like like I, I like it as diversification. I don't like it as ah, it's underperformed. We have to focus on it. I'm like it as diversification. He's like ah, it's underperformed. We have to focus on it. We're very two different type of salty dogs, so to speak. But tip of the hat to him. I like the diversity, so I've had it. He likes the underperformance, so he favored it. The OECD, which sounds like a pulmonary cardio disease, it's not. They raised their global economic growth forecast this year to 5.8% from 4.8%. 5.8% is stunning. So the economic forums of the world are getting together and they're robbling. And as they robble, they're saying, uh, I'm seeing some good things come out of North America. And as they're seeing good things come out of North America, COVID's going down. As far as infections, deaths going down, hospitalization going down in the United States. We look at India and we know they're important. Those lives, crazy how tragic and sad it is. And then the sad reality is we also look at North America and we go, we know we need their economy. And it's almost like you're pulling for both in different ways. Very weird thing to say. But... That economic data doesn't mean a lot. It's just telling you that things are going well in the United States, in my mind. China's calling in the storks, calling all storks, calling all storks, come to China. Why is China calling for storks? Are they going to put like nuclear bombs on them? No. Are they going to put hackers on storks and drop them off in the United States? No. China says couples will be able to have a third child. You know why? Because they need more babies. Why do they need babies? Well, Elvis needs boats. China needs babies. China has figured out, uh uh-oh, we need workers to support parents and their grandparents as they age, financially speaking, with tax revenue. Family planning restrictions have existed in China since 1980 when the government instituted a one-child-per-household policy out of the fear that it would would not have enough resources for a swelling population. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? How do you solve your economic problems? You tell people to go make love. Go make babies. I know, I know. A lot of you are saying, is that how you make babies? Little little taxpayers? Yep. Um, Weird story, and I don't know enough about it. Naomi Osaka over the weekend, star tennis player, highest earning female athlete in the world. She dropped out of the French Open. And it just has this just stink of like what's going on and who knows and who doesn't know she skipped a news conference she got fined fifteen thousand, and then she kind of said oh by the way i suffer from massive anxiety and press conferences aren't my thing and i really don't like it it's a bad part of sport i don't even know what's going on there she said she's been struggling with depression since 2018 when she became the center of attention at 20 years old after defeating Serena Williams. I think I bring this up in large part because, whoa, it looks like she has it all. She's been on Glamour magazines looking beautiful. She's hoisted cups. She's beaten Serena Williams, the machine, multiple times. 
mental health is becoming more of a topical topic of conversation that we're pretty comfortable with. And yet at the same time, some people aren't. Here is where wisecracking Rob Black would crack a joke about how the world pops more antidepressants. The United States and France pop antidepressants as if they're TikToks. TikToks. Ah, TikToks. Ah, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, the TikTok video. No, we, we medicate. And that's one reason you want to own companies like Merck, Pfizer, Eli Lilly. I don't know how much of it we truly need. I can tell you that it's truly out there as a big issue. So antidepressants and investment play, I think they are. Nestle decided that it's time for a lifestyle change. The maker of Hot Pockets has something to say. Nestle said they didn't re, uh, meet a recognized definition of health. <laughs> oh, no. So now they're going to have to start looking at things like Stouffer's Lean Cuisines and DiGiorno Pizzas and Lean Pockets and uh, Toll House Cookies, Tombstone Pizza. So what they're basically saying is we make junk food that a lot of people are consuming. One pepperoni pizza hot pocket contains 30% of your daily sodium intake. 70% of their food items, 96% of their beverages, 99% of their candy ice cream products failed to meet anything that they looked at and said, this looks good for you. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. It's good to be here halfway through 2021. If you listen, I pledge to work every day to find something for you to make you a better investor, get you closer to retirement. Stop a financial mistake. Maybe afford a vacation to Hawaii that never thought you were going to get to. I don't know where your dreams are. I don't know what your goals are. I know that growing up, one of my dreams and goals was not to work till the day I died. And I've tried to incorporate that into the show. So there's a lot of me in here. I'm not a method actor or anything like that. I don't even know if I believe in that kind of stuff. But maybe one of the more important issues that we're going to have to deal with in our time is how big tech has gotten Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Google. And I'm giving Microsoft kind of a break because they went through their antitrust issue 20 years ago, and they should be part of this conversation. They're a big part of my kid who plays Xbox Live, and their influence is great. Jeff Bezos buying MGM for $9 billion blows my mind. He could have rented that whole MGM catalog for years and years and years and years. He could have given $9 billion to the head of his uh, Amazon Prime services and told her, go get to work. Make me the next Bond. Make me the next um, Game of Thrones. $9 billion is a lot of money, but he has an ego. He wants to win. Bezos with Amazon and Microsoft had a Department of Defense contract with the Pentagon that got mucked up because Trump favored the non-winner being given to the person who doesn't own the Washington Post, Microsoft. And now Amazon's fighting about it, and it looks like they're both going to lose the contract, which is just wild mentality here. So what I want to stop and say for just a second, I'm not saying Bezos is out of control, but reasonably a financial analyst would look at MGM and say, $6 billion. It's not worth $9 billion. 
There's enough there. There's plenty of catalog. But overnight, he's turned Amazon Prime from kind of a rinky-dink video service to, wow, they got a lot going on. And he overpaid by about $3 billion. You know why? Because he can. A $3 billion rounding error? Not really. You're talking about it's going to cut into profits less than one half of 1%, and he just pulled off something that a reasonable media company like Sony would have said, we could pay $6 billion for, but there's no way we can make money off $9 billion. It's pretty fascinating to watch. And when do we say enough is enough? How is that fair to Sony and other studios when someone can just come in and bid more and not care because it's almost a rounding error on profit margins? I'm not a socialist. I'm, I'm really a capitalist. And this may sound like a socialist or an anti-capitalist kind of co- argument. But do we want companies to go out and just say, ah, we got the money, we'll buy whatever we want. Jeff Bezos appears to be created a massive Beverly Hills estate worth as much as $175 million. Now, that sounds like chump change to him, right? Do you remember what a million used to sound like a lot of money? $175 million sounded like a lot. But I just talked about $9 billion for James Bond and a lot of other properties. But I would say James Bond, that what he got was kind of like the number three. What Disney pulled off with Star Wars and Pixar were kind of like number one and number two. So now why don't I have this conversation about Disney? Is it fair that they own Star Wars and Pixar and Disney? It's really not. When you look at the other DreamWorks and Katzenberg, uh, the other type of studios and movies that they put out, they always felt like, eh, my kid's going to like the Disney or the Pixar one better. The DreamWorks, eh, it's a cute alien that wants to rule the universe, but they never pulled off the creativity. And maybe that's what Bezos is saying. Maybe he's looking at DreamWorks and saying, look at them. They tried it. They spent billions. So he appears to be making this massive Southern California compound. I think the guy is obsessed with Hollywood and being you know, on the red carpet. And why not? When you're the, one of the wealthiest people in the world, yeah, you can't take it with you. So if you can get on a rocket moon, if you can get on a helicopter pad on a $500 million yacht, if you can walk the red carpet – with Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. If you could pull that off, wouldn't you? Or would you? I want it. But I'm not Jeff Bezos. So do we care? Like, do we want to stop this at any point in time? He's like chump change to him is in his acquisition DNA. A lot of people don't like it. I'm just throwing it out there for you to say, eh, let's talk about it. Let's try to figure this one out a little later, maybe. Gas prices reached a seven-year high as Memorial Day travel surges, but supply falls short. Labor shortages, increased demand, and lingering fallout from a cyber attack on the Colonial Pipeline are impacting the gas market. Interesting note, labor shortages. As the vaccines roll out, more Americans are planning to travel this summer, many by car. If you start looking at the vacations that you used to take, you might find, as I have found, they're sold out through most of 2021. The spike in prices come as 37 million Americans are really wanting to get out and travel. 
So I don't know. To me, gasoline is, I always look at it as a tax. And there comes a point where we kind of say that enough is enough. What's interesting about electric vehicles, we don't really know. I'll ask you right now. If you leave your TV on for an hour, how much does it cost you? If you turn on the heat during the winter, you know it's more, but how much does it cost you per night, per hour? So charging our electric vehicles, we don't really have a concept of, well, I got to go pay the cashier at the gas station $80 for a fill-up. And you're like, I'm not driving anymore. I'm going to stay at home. But because you can see the price, it affects you psychologically. And you know that, okay, if I drive from here to Australia, I know how many gallons I'm going to use. I know it's going to be an $800,000 trip. And like, that's too much. I'll do it for $600,000, but I'm not doing it for $800,000. What's interesting is I think that's the same psychology on houses. You know, the end result is it gets you to where you want. You know, the end result is, hey, I made a lot of money on in this place. But you forget that a lot of time it's your own principal that you're paying yourself. And the appreciation is much smaller than it is in the stock market. But you don't see the stuff. If you walked home every day and your mailbox had a price on it instead of a, a house number, you'd be like, whoa, I just made $60,000 today. I'm going to go tell my boss to take this job and shove it. I don't need to work here anymore. I'm going to Fred Flintstone him and pull the whistle on Friday and I'm never coming back. There's some psychology in investing that I need you to be aware of. And gas prices to me are tax. They will go back down with a surge on electric vehicles. They're manipulated by Saudi Arabia and OPEC within a degree. That degree can be very impactful and at times it can feel non-material. Gas prices take money out of what I would spend elsewhere. Gas prices don't stop me from spending on my whole paycheck. They just stop me from spending it at restaurants. It takes it if, if it's going to my gas tank, essentially. I don't know what your non-discretionary is. Mine appears to be restaurants. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Summer movie blockbuster season is underway. A Quiet Place 2 did well at the theaters. Not as well as it would have done. But it's nice to see. AMC stock is having a nice run. The stock markets are at or near all-time highs. The Russell 2000 is chugging along. The Russell 2000 being a small cap index is heavily focused in the United States. Think of it as small businesses don't have the budget to fly to Europe and sell their goods. They're focusing in on regions and then on the nation. Eventually, a small cap becomes a mid-cap and a large cap. And they go international to build out their footprint. The Russell 2000 is telling you things are good in the U.S., we have the Olympics coming up, speaking of the U.S. That is going to be a show. Um, the Olympic Committee has said, uh, don't even consider doing a protest. And the U.S. Olympic Committee, the International Olympic Committee said, don't even think about doing a protest. We'll punish you. And the U.S. Olympic Committee is saying, hey, if you do a protest, we're cool. We got your back. And we got COVID and we got the country of Japan really doesn't want the world bringing their diseases to their country and making it worse. And then you have to, athletes have to get vaccinated or not. We can't agree on anything. 
Trump is telling people that he thinks he'll be reinstated as president of the United States in August. And I'm just like, oh, could this actually be happening? And I'm not going to go into it other than to say my perspective from Wall Street is this could be problematic in August. It could create a reason that someone gets on CNBC and says, sell, 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 sell. It could be a reason someone gets on CNBC and says, bye, 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 bye. All I can tell you is that there's these little media things that you keep an eye on. It's, it's weird stuff on the calendar. And I know you're saying on the calendar, it's, you never can kind of see all of this coming. But we are moving into a period where we look at the calendar halfway through the year, back half of the year, Christmas time of the year. The political season doesn't seem to be playing out as we're ever going to get along. The vaccination issues, who was it? Um, Moderna? Yeah, it was Moderna. Let me make sure I quote this correctly. Do, 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 do. Uh, Moderna is the second largest drug maker or the second drug maker in the United States to seek a biologics license that will allow it to market the shots directly to consumers. Full FDA approval is what that means. So now you can be watching a commercial and it could say, do you want to go out in public? Do you not want your grandmother to die? Do you want to fly again without people punching stewardesses in the face? Well, then use the Moderna shot. Okay, so we're going to see more commercials and some of them, they may go like the our drug has been tested to be 2% more effective in the African-American community than XYZ's company. I don't find that to be too much of a story. Here's where I find to be the next story. The next AirPods, the next AirPod Pros could double as fitness trackers. I don't know. I feel like we've all gotten fitness watches and we kind of like, oh, look, I've closed my rings today. A couple months later, we're eating donuts for breakfast. But the next generation AirPods have pretty consistently um, be seen as having shorter stems. And your ear, I don't know if you've ever been to a doctor. Let's just assume you're like a, a character like a Nell who was raised by a mother who had a stroke in a cabin in the woods and... You know, you're, you're, you're not quite into society yet or you don't know what a cell phone is. You haven't been to a doctor is what I'm trying to get at. But doctors used to put things in your ear to, like, test your temperature. So AirPods are things that you put in your ear. There's a lot more sensory sensors that are being developed to test more things, blood uh, sugar glucose levels. You can get... Your ear can do different things. And again, do I think Apple's work on this? Hell yeah, I do. AirPods Pro will include updated motion sensors that have a focus on fitness tracking. Um, and again, it's one of the nice things about companies with a bleeding edge technology R&D is that eventually that boils down to the average person. But fitness features in earbuds are not a new concept. Jabra, Bose, JBL have all really sports-focused ear, uh, earbuds. There's a little bit of virtual coaching that goes in, heart rate that goes in. Heart rate monitoring earbuds need to be perfectly fitted to get readings. One of the major downsides of hearable tech. Hearable tech. Have you heard that word before? We've heard about wearables. How about hearable? So Apple's always got something coming down the road. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Let's take a look at the markets and the numbers. Interesting. We started out a little bit more positive, and we've given up those gains. The Dow's up just fractions, one-third of 1%. The S&P 500's up one-tenth of 1%. The NASDAQ has turned lower, and the Russell 2000's up one-half of 1%. Construction spending posts its modest two-tenths of 1% gain in the month of April. Stocks are rising as the S&P 500 nears record highs. We're looking at the travel over the weekend. We're saying, that looks pretty good. We're looking at the movie theater receipts, and we're like, we're starting to look like a more normal economy. We see the amount of savings people have put socked away during COVID, pandemic, epidemic, shutdown. And again, we feel pretty good about what we're seeing. So there's some confidence. Confidence is important to the success or failure of Wall Street. Oil jumping to a two-year high is kind of not a confidence play, but a real world play that things are moving in the right direction. Hilton said that they had the best night since the pandemic hit in travel bookings. Interesting. It's kind of headline worthy. Um, Speaking of movies in summertime, AMC Entertainment is selling more shares as the stock is rallying. The CEO, the CFO, the COO, they all got together and they sat with the board and said, okay, we're, before the pandemic, it didn't look like great shakes for us. It was looking a little shaky as far as Americans are going to less movies. We're trying to trick them. No, no. We're trying to use ways to put butts in seats. And now they're selling shares as the stock rallies as people on Reddit Amateur investors are saying, you know, I went to a movie this week and I liked it. I want to go to another movie. It's not exactly great financial analysts speak. But people are optimistic. and People are pumping their optimism on bulletin boards. I'm not a big pumper. I kind of wish that I was, but I might go to jail because I'm more high profile than you. If I could hide behind a Reddit profile, I'd be like, NVIDIA, 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 NVIDIA. I'd be posting all day long, get that stock up a buck or two. So Cinemark, I'm a little bit, Cinemark and AMC, I'm a little bit leery of what's going on there. Um, But again, if you want to go for it, I'm not going to stop you. Boeing is higher today after they were upgraded to outperform from market form. You can kind of see it in the air traffic numbers, right? They do go a little bit hand in hand. Nokia is going to collect licensing fees from automaker Daimler for its patents, ending a legal dispute between the two companies. Um, it's going to add about $1.7 billion to their patent licensing. Nokia, man, wow. What a fall. What a rise, what a fall. Motorola had the cell phone market in analog, and Nokia kind of figured out the digital angle on it. And they were the king until Apple came along and kind of put a sword in the back of Nokia, but Nokia still has a lot of patents from those days. Patent licensing, woo, not too shabby. Different ways to make money, huh? You can make money by selling a phone. You can make money by selling services into the phone. Or you can make money by not selling a phone and letting other people sell phones, and you just give them your patents to lease. Johnson & Johnson is asking the Supreme Court to review a $2 billion verdict against it involving talc products that allegedly caused cancer in a number of users. 
That is one of the craziest stories of all time. The image of Johnson & Johnson baby powder and a baby butt. If you've never touched a baby butt, I know you're saying, be careful how you say that because even that phrase, touch a baby's butt, could be like misinterpreted by the wrong crowd. But you kind of think Johnson & Johnson baby powder. like, And then the way you crush the baby powder with metals that are lined with asbestos. And you're like, no, no, no. I don't even want to hear this. Because it ruins the first image. But there's legal nightmares that play out out there. Neo, which is the Chinese Tesla. They delivered 6,700 vehicles in May. An increase of 95% from a year ago level. City upgraded Neo to buy from neutral. Raised its sales forecast for the company. There's another Chinese electric vehicle company called Xping. They said they saw sales of 5,600 vehicles delivered, an increase of 480%. So ultimately, I see this as all slightly bad news for Tesla from a competitor standpoint. There's more of them out there. From the where the world wants to go, I see it as a winner, winner, chicken dinner for Tesla. More electric vehicles. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So remember last segment, I talked a little bit about the calendar. The summer months are super important to show us that the economy is alive and well. Listen to this. Black Widow, Jungle Cruise, Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, F9, Dune, Snake Eyes, Free Guy, Eternals, The Green Knight, The Suicide Squad, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and No Time to Die. All movies coming out, that's right, this summer. Over the next couple months, we should have entertainment out there if we want to consume it. Disney's Cruella grabbed $27 million in the four-day weekend. And they're still playing with that hybrid model of Disney Plus for 30 bucks And movie theaters. And movie theaters kind of got a big win this weekend. Quiet Place Part 2 took in more money in their first weekend than the first movie did, even though it was shown at about 20% fewer theaters. There's demand. Now, again, the first movie kind of surprised us. We didn't know what A Quiet Place was. And then as the movie unfolded and we started talking about it, the water cooler, everyone was like, whoa, I should go see that movie. I heard nothing about it. So A Quiet Place 2 wasn't really set up to be underwhelming. It was set up to be overwhelming and it, it delivered. North American cinemas tallied $100 million in ticket sales this weekend. That's a big part of our economy. Now, some other summer dates that I'm looking for. June 7th through 11th, Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference. We'll get an idea of what their next operating system is going to look like. Apple invites in developers from around the world. Not this time. It's still a virtual event. I'd like to see that get back to developers, i.e. nerd coders. I know that's not a cool thing to say. Don't cancel me. I'm just trying to say 
it would be nice to see people travel to San Francisco and get all excited about system and what we can do with virtual reality headsets. Yes. Soccer's Euro tournament begins June 11th. It's a wonderful soccer tournament. If you've never fallen in love with soccer, find a good European club and root form for the whole month long tournament. And you will just say, damn, that was entertaining. Will we see fans in seats? Good question. In Amazon land in the month of July, Jeff Bezos is stepping down as CEO on July 5th. His space company, Blue Origin, is doing its first tourist flight scheduled to lift off July 20th. 15 days after he leaves Amazon. Makes you wonder, like, huh, is that the next one I should invest in? And the answer is maybe. But we're going to send tourists into space on July 20th of this year. I, this is a dark thing to say. I know there's people in America who are rooting for a disaster. Pokemon Go is having a big festival July 17th through 18th. Couple things there. Uh, festival for Pokemon Go? That must be a lot of fun. And then five years after that app, when you first saw people swiping their phones with virtual or augmented reality images on their screens... Like, wait, wait, let's show grandma. There's a Pikachu on the restaurant table. And grandma looked at it like, ooh. That's my grandma surprised with technology impression. I'll give it to you one more time, and I'm going to sell it as a non-fungible token, and it'll never be brought back again. Ooh. The Olympics start on July 23rd. Simone Biles did this crazy thing to get ready for the Olympics. Like, she's like, ah, I'm not going to be in the gym for 24 months. No one's going to see me. And then uh, she kind of wowed us. Will America fall in love with the gymnastics team this summer? Or will it just not be as good without fans and crowds? Without stories of athletes having a lot of sex in the Olympic Village. But not allowed to protest, but allowed to have a lot of sex. Every year there's always a story about, how shall we say, Things going a little crazy. Lollapalooza's back in Chicago. I kind of want to see how the Midwest is handling the, the, the mask, no mask. Get together in large crowds. Will we get sick is a big question. Will another strain hit us as we totally enter our summer of love? For this generation, the millennials, this is a summer of love. I know you're saying the 60s had a better summer of love. It was post-war, it was World War II, uh, not World War II, it was Vietnam. And the hippies got together and they had the summer of love and music festivals. That's this year for the millennials. They had their war. COVID. A lot of lovemaking this summer. Lady Gaga kicks off a big concert tour, Harry Styles. He was about to have a big concert pre-pandemic and then that got shut down. I'm fascinated in August 31, the Elizabeth Holmes trial begins. She is the person who promised one drop of blood and I'll tell you if you're going to die of cancer. One drop of blood, I'll tell you if you're a diabetic in 10 years. One drop of blood and I'll – she overpromised medical technologies into one drop of blood. And who likes giving a vial of blood? No one. So what did her company do, Theranos? Uh, imploded spectacularly. And she walked away with billions. And she was a blonde-haired, blue-haired girl. So she's like the American dream who went to Stanford. And she has a voice like this. 
which kind of kills it. Billionaire, blonde eye, blue eyed, but she talks like Cookie Monster. So her trial begins, and to me, that's going to be one of the not the trial of centuries, but one of the biggest tech frauds ever. Do we get her or do we let her go? Every time I do our story come off in August, if you do not hear Cookie Monster in your head, there's something wrong with you and my producer, and he will be fired. Because I need to hear Cookie Monster all of this trial. Broadway returns September 14th. Okay, I hate Broadway. I would rather get into a room of argon gas and be melted into a pile of goo than go to a, see a Broadway show. Hate Hamilton, hate Cats, hate them all. Fiddler on the Roof, oh. But I do kind of want to see it succeed because it's a huge business. And will we go back or not? So calendars do mean a lot. They mean a, a ton. Summer has a lot of tests for Wall Street, and I think we'll be up to it. We'll find out. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.